make deals. Base hits to right field. Here comes Richardson. Here's the throw for Marquez. Richardson is safe. Derek Jeter ends his final game with a walk-off single. Derek Jeter, where fantasy becomes reality. Did you have any doubt? That is absolutely clobber. Good gosh, where is that going to land? Oh, my, what a bomb from Aaron Judge. Testing the limits of Safeco Field with home run number 31. OMG. This is Brandon Lockridge, and you are listening to the Bronx Machachos. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Bronx Muchachos podcast brought to you by Five Star, uh, Five Reasons, excuse me, Sports Network. I'm your host, Mark, and we got Alex. Hello, everybody. And we got David. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the fire. Well, <laughs> yeah. We're coming. We're usually, we've been doing these every night after the games, and we, I think everyone with the late night of last night and just needed everything to kind of sink in and everyone kind of absorb what happened in this ungodly stupid postseason that we just had. It was better off that we decided to, to have this recording on, of course, on none other than David's birthday, Mr. 36 year old himself there. So happy birthday for this one, bud. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what birthday, what a birthday present, right? I mean, we couldn't like get, on this one again now happy birthday to me this team just self-implodes on itself um you know i I know you guys thought i was crazy after game one saying we were screwed and yet here we are um after four games uh 50 strikeouts in four games is not gonna get the job done having a rotating door to lead off and shortstop is not gonna win you ball games this is a complete travesty. You know, since 2015, we've lost to the same team four times, three times in six years to go to the World Series, and four out of the last seven overall. Like, th- th- this is this is ridiculous. 2015, you lose the wild card game to Houston. 2016, you don't even make the playoffs. 2017, you lose the LCS to Houston. 2018, to the Red Sox. 20, the DS to the Rays. And then 21, the wild card game to the Red Sox. And then here we are again, losing the LCS to the, yet again, the Houston friggin' Astros. Like, th- th- this has got to stop. How-, how do you keep running into the same team year after year, year after year, and not have an answer for it? Like, this is, this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. Us as fans deserve better. Like, the fans don't pay millions of dollars a year to go see a dumpster fire on the field. We don't go to these games every year to see them succeed in the, in the, during the regular season and then totally shit the bed in the playoffs. We don't. You don't go and pay $11 a beer to see this. And it needs to stop. Honestly. If Aaron in this, then it's time to walk away. Let someone else take this team over. GM held accountable at some point how many times are you going to keep doing the same damn thing with the same damn players like or, or Hal just needs to sell the team like 
bottom line. Either get the right people in place that deserve to be in place or, or sell the team. I mean, Mark, you sent me this graphic about the Astros, the, the top brass of the Astros. A lot of them are fresh faces. Our guy, Brian Cashman, has been around since Ronald Reagan was the president. Some of the people have been in the, these front office positions since the Bush administration. Like, the sun's got to change. And I'll get off the soapbox. Damn, dude. Like, you can't win a game. You can't just win a game. And then we're looking to the 2004 Boston Red Sox for inspiration. Are you kidding me? If you got to be motivated to win a game, you have no, you have no pride. I'm sorry, but that, that, that's just the facts. That, 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 that'd be like the Red Sox look, look into 1986 for inspiration to go win a game. 1978 when Dent hit the home run off Mike Torres. Get real. Just God. That's today's episode, everybody. Good night. <laughs> no, I'm messing. I'm messing. I'm messing. <laughs> No, but you're sorry, right. you're, man. You're... I, my blood's been boiling since last night, dude. Like I, I've I, had it. I I've absolutely had it. Don't worry. I'm 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 over here looking at Twitter. Like, did they fire? Did they fire on Boone yet? Oh no, I'm getting trolled over by other people. I'm like, dang it. I'm like, I want him fired already. But yeah, I'm, that's not gonna happen. I'm not gonna go here or there on that because the guy just had an extension. Unless they want to throw money into the into the garbage can. But it is what it is on that. But yeah. This team was horrible. Fire. Like, like this team was horrible. Like they were twenty-one for one thirty, this whole entire series. Okay, that's a one sixty-two average for the whole team. Like, yeah, we had a couple of people that were good, but most of this team was trash. Like, oh wow, Mister Man, who wants to get paid all this money? Hey, cool. You didn't do any, You don't do anything in the postseason. Sorry, like. As much as Dave, Mark, Danny, you guys want to keep him forever, I'm down with that. But you got to produce in the playoffs, and he has not produced in the playoffs. So I'm not, I'm not for the man going to give him all this money. And it's like, oh, well, he's going to walk to some team that's going to be like minor team that hasn't been in the playoffs forever. Fine, go to some team that hasn't gone to the playoffs forever. Help them make it to the playoffs. I don't care. Yankees always make it to the playoffs. All I care about is one thing, the World Series ring. And we're not getting that. If if he doesn't he, if he can't get it with the Yankees he can't get it I don't care like I am absolutely done I'm done with Boone like the minute Nestor messed up and in that in, in that that pitch where he landed wrong on his on his where he landed wrong on his ankle and then it went up to his groin and all that kind of stuff instead of like are you good you should have been like hey man you're injured you're out we're doing it right now because you know what let them in what happened. The tie game. Like, come on. I'm done. Dude, the I am the done. The mileage an hour, the speed differential on the pitch before and the pitch after he tweaked his groin. The pitch before was at 91 miles an hour. The pitch that got hit out for the home run by um Pena was at 88. It was a batting practice fastball that he hit. Forget out that the part. Field. Forget that part, though. Forget that part, Dave. Let's be real. In the top of the first, I legitimately wrote it down. Nestor needs to sharpen up. He okay because he did not look like Nestor should have looked at, at, at a do or die situation. I'm sorry. Okay, there it was. It's like 
did we do great in the bottom of the first by almost everybody hitting except for, you know, the usual suspects? Come on. Like, I'm tired of it. Like, Donaldson, he's the black hole of this damn team. Like, you go to him, you know what you're going to get. You're getting a donut. He's going to be donut for whatever for the night. Like, get out of here with that. Okay? What? I mean, if the Yankees would have won last night, if the Yankees would have won, Rizzo's the MVP. Why? Because he's the only one who actually had a pair last night that was actually playing like they were actually fighting to stay in the damn in, in the damn game. Like, I'm sorry. Him and Bader. <sighs> I, I'm, I am effing tired. Like, yeah, Bader did good, but I'm sorry. Rizzo, that play that he did at the end, it, what was it, the, the eighth, ninth that he did? Okay, to, to for that double play, that was outstanding. Like it could have just been a one out, but he threw it. He, he had he had the the awareness to go for there and go for the double play at third. Like that was awesome. Like no one in this team had felt like they were Yankees. Nah, I don't want to even hear this. I wish Danny was here, and I wish he was here to to give all the excuses he wanted to give right now. Because right now I am so pissed off with this team. So pissed off. Like, like I the the heart that Philly has right now going into this as the underdog that they went in, that's how the Yankees should have been going into this. But they didn't because they don't have the heart. No, I go I get exactly what you're saying. And it's tough to have to do the have this kind of talk after after this kind of loss because it's more de- demoralizing than game three. Game three, we were we you know got shut out and you know that was that was once again Boone be going becoming small in the big moments. He took taking Cole out too early. Shouldn't have taken him out. Even Cole was wondering why I'm be- why he was being taken out tonight. Or should say last night, you know, Nestor gets injured and he pieces it together. You know, Wandy didn't do too bad. Wiseco came back to form. You had a bunch, you, a bunch of guys came in there. They Clay Holmes pitched well, but it still goes back to the problem. Our pitching went well for the most part. Uh, there has been, a, you know, with the few exceptions, a few glaring exceptions of Game three, when Judge decided it was a smart move to run it, to run it and cast a shadow in front of Bader so he couldn't see the ball coming into his glove. And then last night, when Glaber and IKF couldn't figure out how to how to turn a double play, Torres might have been a wide throw, but if you have a actual shortstop, not a stopgap, and an inferior shortstop in IKF who should never have seen the light of day at shortstop, that play, that they would have gotten the lead runner at minimum. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I get where you're coming from on that. You on the whole IKF, but I'm sorry. More of the blame has to go on that one. Has to go on Glaber for his like. Oh my god, let me let me rush it for no. I, I get that we got Pena coming that he's a speed demon, but you know what? You know what you've been playing with. You've been playing. You've been playing with this man all season long. You're gonna act like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to play with this guy now. Get out of here. Get out of here. You had 162 day games to learn how to get in connection with your with uh, with um your shortstop. You couldn't do it in 162 games. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna put all the blame on IKF. I'm gonna put the blame on Glaber as well because he should have known better. They both get the blame, but a shortstop would have made that play. IKF is not a shortstop, and this goes back to the bigger problem that I had was that you 
they claim that ICAF is a short is is the stopgap shortstop for the year. So we've gone through 2020, 2021, now 2022. Got three years with not a shortstop playing one of your most important positions. When you have a shortstop, one of your many shortstops ready right now to go up and play. And what do they do? September 1st, they bring up Peraza, sit him. And they don't use him, and they don't use him, and they don't use him. And they put, bring him in here and there. He bats in a small sample size, over 300, with, a, with one home run in a shorter time than it took IKF to hit his first home run for the season. Then comes the postseason, and you... After, and after, what, three games you had to remove IKF from being shortstop? Game After game one of the LCS, you have to remove IKF from being shortstop? You have in, keep hearing that there was internal fights going on in Yankee Stadium over whether or not to put IKF back at shortstop for game four? If you're having these fights to turn to, at your shortstop position, all right, you're, you're captain of the infield, that means no matter what happens, you should not have him there. And to turn and to turn around before the season, before in the middle of this and saying Donaldson's good, he's going to be playing third base for me, while consistently striking out, consistently not not even making an attempt to have a a good at bat. When you can put that same type of at bat, give it to IKF and move him over to third base where he's had a gold, gold glove before from that position, means that one Boone doesn't have the his finger on the pulse of this team. That's the first and foremost thing that he is he 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 is managing because he manages wants to manage a certain way or is told to manage a certain way. Doesn't have the finger doesn't have a pulse for what's going on in the clubhouse. Or that might take it too too far in that regard, but doesn't have a pulse doesn't have finger on the pulse on what's going on, and manages not because and manages because he does not have to worry about it because he has job security. Boone's coming back next year. We you know that already. Brian Cashman, it's already been said, Brian Cashman's going to be brought back next year. So, though that's in place, you're going to have the same... They're, they're not, I don't know what they're going to do with the front office because they need to make changes in the front office. They need player development. They need better player development. They need more um, they need to fix the assistant GMs. They need, they, need, they need forward thinking. You can't have, as Dave was pointing out, you know, Brian Cashman has been around since the Reagan administration. Yeah, that was when he was an intern. Then he moved up scouting and through the ranks that way. You still have, and you still have guys in, from the Bush administration. You had guys that brought in at the beginning of the Obama administration. Come on, that's ten. That's over ten. You know, fourteen years ago. You gotta make. They have to get with the times, and they're not getting with the times right now. They're still using old analytics to try to beat teams that are doing new wave, new age thinking. And guess what? We're playing. We're an antiquated team in a digital society. That's what the Yankees are right now. They're analog. They're an analog team. Mm-hmm. So you can't tell me that it's go- that that's going to work. You know, yeah. I'll give you. I'll give everyone this. Having DJ not batting when DJ injured and having Benintendi injured hurts you. But guess what? But DJ was your roving infielder. He was he was playing every position there. Benintendi was here for what end of from the end of July, August, and then beginning of September. He was he was injured. He was here so, for two months. What what are we what is two, that? Two months. It's about two months, right? Mm-hmm. So what is so what did we really did you really lose anything without having Ben and Tendi? Did you lose any you lost more DJ, but everyone else knew to step up. If you see Dave, you, you're in a position of you when you see something, you gotta act upon. Same with you, Alex. If you see what there is a problem, 
do you continually put the same lineup out there? Do you continually do put the same people in the same position to fail? Or do you put them in a position to succeed some, even if it's not where their prize spot? Put them to succeed. I think I, mean, we, I, think I know where you Why the hell are you going to keep doing it? I mean, I think I know where you're coming with, with this one. And it's like, I think the move, I, if, if, if you're thinking about the move that I agree with, the move that they should have done was they should have just sat Donaldson down and, mm-hmm. and put IKF right there to third. And then they could have they moved anything around. Like, let's be real. That's exactly the move. I think, and I mind you, I get why they didn't do do that because they had already screwed up the beginning. You had you had played Peraza. I'm sorry, not Peraza. You played Cabrera in the outfield, and he did well, did really, really well. And that's something I look forward to seeing a lot more of in the future. In the future, especially, you know, is there a chance he makes becomes a left fielder? Not maybe not next year. I think he's going to be the super utility guy to kind of. Pick, you know, rove around a lot, but there was. You bring up your number three shortstop, top fifty shorts, top mm-hmm. fifty minor leaguer in Peraza, and you sit him for a week at a time. You get him one at bat here, one at bat, you know, one game here, one game there, and then you sit him again. Who is it? And mind you, the guy is we and we all here on this podcast have said from the middle of the year we've all said. He is a much better defender. Mm-hmm. He brings more thump in the bat. And you seem like everyone trusted him more than IKF. Mm-hmm. Yet, nobody that IKF was hitting home runs when he went when he was playing the, in third. It's like it, it was like relief came out of him and he was actually playing baseball, baseball. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. That goes back to the it that yes, goes back 100%. to a trickle, a trickle down from the top to the bottom and at some point, someone's going to be. Someone has to be held accountable for it. You want to talk here? You want to? Here's a here's a crazier thought. You got. Remember after so, remember this after two thousand after the two thousand seventeen series. That's when we let go of Girardi, brought Aaron Boone in here. Mm-hmm. What was the first move that Cashman made? He made the trade for John Carlos Stanton. The short and Stanton's done well for us, but in the long term. He instead of making that deal, if he held on to everything that to a world to an LCS team that he had, and tinkered with it from there, we had the opportunity the next offseason to get Bryce Harper or Manny Machado. Instead, they didn't even give give Bryce Harper a look and told him that oh you you play too you the way you play you're too injury prone and we can't accept that. And told Machado oh we can only offer you a three year or four year deal. Those two positions right now would have been those two guys would have had. Stellar positions and would have been such an improvement over what we had at third base or at some points in the outfield. And we because Harper because Harper, Harper, Harper would have played first base for you. He would have played. He would have played mm-hmm. right field. He would have played center. He would have played left field. He would have done every whatever you asked. And let's be real, Mark. We know Bryce wanted to be a Yankee. Oh yeah, it was is, out there. It was known for everybody. He would every time he the Phillies would play the Yankees, he would turn around, shave his beard, and turn around just to show him this is how I look clean shaven. Machado turned around and goes, I want to come here. Machado was, is, was, has always been close to A-Rod, and that, pro- that might have been the reason why the Yankees didn't want to give, give Machado anything because of his closeness and his friendship to A-Rod, but Machado wanted to be Yankee, and he would have, and he would have gladly stayed at third base to be Yankee. He, didn't have to, he wasn't going to go to shortstop. He would have played third base there. These are simple yeah. moves, especially with how much they, those guys cost. I think, what, I, think they, I said combined they're like 54 or 52 to 65 million dollars. million dollars. Yeah. 
That's exactly what million. That's what Donaldson, IKF, and Chapman cost this year. Hicks. It was Hicks, it was Chapman, Hicks, and Donaldson. Yeah. So, way to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I know. That's, is that's, that's the type of thought. Those are the thoughts I have on on that because that is a that is something that comes from the top down, and that mm-hmm. was and in addition that was also a Hal move because Hal said, "Oh, we have to pay Aaron Judge, so we're not going to sign anybody else." So that's important. And Bryce Harper is going to the World Series now, leading, putting his, the team on his back, mm-hmm. performing in the playoffs. And literally, I'm gonna put start beating the drum of my girl's little um, hair ties and say, let's get rid of uh, let's trade Glaber and let's get rid of Donaldson. What are you gonna get him for? You're gonna get him for a bag of rocks? Right now, I'll take a Big Mac from McDonald's. Okay. <laughs> Let me. Uh, uh, well, th- um, well, th- let this me kind just... of conversation. Well, hold on one second, Dave. I'll, I'll swing it to you in a second. But this, th- that conversation right there, Alex. I'm sure we're gonna have plenty of. Oh those yeah. Oh those yeah. That, that, exactly. I'm just. Um. This is the stir of it all. It's. It's coming. Don't worry. I mean, just just to think about what this team would look like had they signed Machado and Harper. You would have Rizzo, Machado, Harper, and Judge Stanton. Stand because that Jay Pride doesn't go down. That lineup would just be ridiculous. And that when the Nationals came to Yankee Stadium to play the year before we went to Philly, he was literally taking grounders at first base. He was literally throwing himself at the Yankees organization. They're like, but one other thing I just want to touch on. I see this in, in the uh, the the chat on YouTube. Uh, Luis, thanks for checking in, man. Like, look, I'm just gonna say this straight up right now. Do I think the Astros cheated? No. Do us Yankees fans give Astros a lot of crap for banging trash cans? Yeah, you did it with it. You're not getting away from it. Sorry, it's here to stay. But do I think Houston cheated? No. Why not? Why? Because of Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker has a lot of pride in what he does. And I. Make it clear you mean these these Astros, not Astros in general. Yeah, no, yes. This, the, this yeah, the 2022 Astros. Because, yeah, the 2022. Yeah, we, we make that clear hold out on, there, hold on, hold on. before. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm lagging a little bit, so give, give me like two or three minutes for what I'm saying to get out there. Um, he, Luis puts in the chat, do you think the Houston Astros were cheating? No, the Houston Astros weren't cheating. The Yankees couldn't hit up. Friggin' beach ball was it was thrown at them, and let's be honest, Justin Verlander, even though he's almost forty years old, is still nasty as hell. Framber Valdez, nasty. Christian Holland, nasty. Lance McCullers, still kind of on the fence, but still nasty. Like you went up against those four guys, and you couldn't even like score that many runs. Like that's not cheating. That's just the other team not coming prepared to play. Like, can we as a fan base just agree that we got outpitched, out plain and simple? We got outpitched and we couldn't hit. That's why we lost. We got outplayed, and we died with Josh Dotson as a third baseman. Defensively, I I don't care that. Defensively, Josh Dotson, I'm fine with playing third base. It's more along the lines of him at bat where he. I guess he. I guess the entire season he was guessing for pitches and he wasn't getting them. He couldn't hit a fastball and then let every single breaking ball or pitch down the middle go by, and everything that was hittable he chose not to swing at. 
So I got to propose. Hey, Mark, I got to propose it for you. Let's make a hey, new rule in baseball. Okay, it's the Josh Donaldson rule. It's kind of like football. He could play offense. He could play defense, but he's not allowed to play offense ever. <laughs> well, we have the opposite rule where you play offense. Only you play right defense. <laughs> hey, I'm for a list. Rules of space against stuff like that. Just saying. It's a joke. It's not going to happen, Dave. If you're really thinking that's going to happen, come on. I got a bridge to sell you. You have a designated Which one? fielder. <laughs> We're gonna have we're we're gonna have a lot of these talks in the off season and trade scenarios, who we should go for, who we shouldn't go for. But I want to say this one thing: I think going forward, that anytime that Brian Cashman picks up the phone to talk to Billy Bean for a trade, he should have like a buzzer around his wrist or like something or electric shock, like you do with the dogs, and just it just goes off (laughs) and shocks him because this is the second (laughs) this is the second time we've had this a big trade for a pitcher. That hasn't worked out and doesn't, you know, hopefully Montos comes back next year and works out for him. But I don't know. I think there's this big kryptonite that we have with the, with besides the Astros, but making deals with Oakland that just doesn't work out in our favor ever. Well, I I wouldn't say, or the, or the, or the, or or the, or the, yeah, but, but Scott Brochus didn't come from the athletics for Kenny Rogers. So, I mean, it did kind of work out for us at least one in the last 30 years. Yeah, but you know what? I will say this. Instead of making the – they shouldn't have made the deal for Montas. They should have made the deal for Sean Murphy instead, and that would solve their catcher problem too. Get a gold glove catcher and offensive catcher at the same time. Dual threat. Boom. Well, I like Trevino a lot too. I mean, they could have Bassett and Sean Manaya, but, you know, we decided to get their third best, best pitcher. Yeah, I don't think, but I don't think, but I don't think Manaya was. Manaya is not that good. I mean, he he wasn't even the rotation for for the Padres. So back and when you had Montas, Montas was your Frankie Montas was your guy that was that was going to be your number one. Bassett was going to be the number two. So in essence, I get why they made the. You know, I'm talking, we're talking out of the rear ends right now, but I get what why they made the deal for for Frankie Montas because he's got ace caliber stuff. He just he was injured, and you took you. Try to put a guy out there who's been injured the entire time, and it doesn't work out. They should have known better, is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. And instead of wasting those pieces on that pitcher, they could have taken those same trade chips, maybe added, taken some a, a lesser guy out, and put someone else in there instead, and you get yourself a position of real need, which is catcher. Yeah. Well, wow. there's one thing I found out that's a little bit of a good news for us. Um, teams to sweep the DS and the LCS in the same year were okay. Are the Rockies, the Royals, and now the Astros? Both the Rockies and Royals are World Series losers, so at least we got that to look forward to. Go Phillies! Yeah, I hope Philly cleans their clock. <laughs> I really do. It's gonna be funny. I don't think Ash the Astros as players are ready for Philly because Philly fans are like Yankee fans in World Series when especially when that when that city is hot like their fan base is ruthless <laughs> oh yeah oh Y'all they're know. insane they're out of their mind and I love it I love it that's why I love about that that's one thing I love about them yeah, so oh so here so they, according like, to Brendan Cuddy, he, Brendan, Brendan Cuddy predicts that their Yankees are going to re-sign Judge on a six-year, two hundred seventy million dollar contract for average forty-five mil a year. 
We'll see. Whatever. I'm not even going to get into there. See what happens. See what we're see where the poker chips are on that one. I was about to get whatever into happened. it, but I was like, nah, I'm gonna leave this one alone. <laughs> no, I just whatever, whatever. If if he if he stays with the team, that's great. I mean, there's so many other problems that they that they need, but I think we can. I think as a fan base, we can fully agree upon this that the era of the baby bombers that we were everybody here was all excited for is officially done. Officially done. No more talk about them until we start until we start referring to the next group, which include should include Peraza, should include Cabrera, should include Wells, should include Volpe, should include Dominguez, and possibly Spencer Jones too, because they have something they if those guys all hit, which there's a possibility that majority of them are gonna hit, then you have something actually special on that on this team. But that's for another time, another so, place. Yeah. I have an interesting stat that my uncle just sent over to me. Um, in the last 22 seasons, Brian Cashman has spent $4.6 billion to win one championship. Hey, Brian, why don't Let you send me a, like, a, like, like a little, like 2% of that, please? Just 2%. 2%. Billion in 22 years for one title. Talk about fraud, waste, and abuse, man. Holy shit. I don't even, it's all corporation. Insane. All corporations. You could, everything that's corporated, you could just look at all the fraud. Tax write offs. You know, donations. You know. Don't worry. Stuff They're going like to give that. turkeys to some kids. They're going to give turkeys and Thanksgiving to kids. And, and, and they say <laughs> uh, that cost them like, you know, a couple of billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Why do, why do you, why do Brian you Cash think will it's go the, climb up a couple of buildings and call it a day? Yeah, there you go. Why do you, why do you think the prices yeah, at the Yankee Stadium go, high, go up so much all the time? Yeah. It's a grift. I mean, they don't. Yeah. Let's be real. Like, let's be real. The, the, the organization, they don't even care about their average fans. They care about more about these rich people that are coming to the stadium that are going to pay all this extravagant money for the experience at Yankee Stadium. I'm sorry, it's a baseball game. You're at a baseball game, guys. Like, you could go to you could go to your little kids' um, um t-ball game, and it's like, oh, I'm at a baseball game. Come on, get out of here. I'm done. I'm done with the, the, the high expenses that Yankee State, that Hal Steinbrenner and, and, and that whole organization has done for a, a regular working man um, fan. Like, get out of here. And they still scream that they're broke. Like, I, they're I, not I, broke. You make they're not billions. <laughs> if they're so broke, sell the team. If you're so Back. strapped for money, sell it. Oh, you're not scrapped for money because you're making buckles of it. I don't know. I got nothing else to say. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, Alex, if you're good to go, I think this, um, is, this is a perfect time to shut it all down. I guess so, yeah. My final words, 2022 um, Yankees uh, starts off great, ends up a disappointment. Yeah. So just wanted to say, um, you know, for nearly the first year we've been doing this, the support's been overwhelming. Uh, this first year was a hell of a ride for us on this podcast. 
Uh, we reached 15 different countries in five weeks, which is amazing. We we didn't think we were going to get that kind of reaction when we started this thing out. Um, so to everyone that's been following us, tweeting for us, retweeting our stuff, promoting us, supporting us, we thank you. Um, got to work with some amazing baseball and beer, Chris and Scott, um, James Zeiss, Section 420 Talking Yanks, Jeremy Laracuente, baseball banter. Go check those guys out. Show them some love. Um, they've been showing us love. Uh, Katie Sharp, Sweeney Murdy, Brandon Lockridge. Um, thanks to you, all of you for coming on the show and making this what it, what it was. Um, and, you know, going to program, go back to our regular, regular scheduled programming um, in the next couple of weeks or whatever. But uh, stay tuned for that. But, um, you know, for everyone that was following us doing these post games, and a half that was complete chaos uh thank you and we'll talk to you when we talk to you bronx machachos signing off